You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, joined by my co-host, Philip. How you doing over there, Phil? I'm doing well. Yeah, glad I'll, to be on the podcast. Yeah, glad to have you. <laughs> glad to be here as <laughs> well. Good. Hey, how was your uh, weekend? Did you do anything uncommon? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Pray tell. Uh, we went uh, to Decorah, Iowa and did a little fly fishing. God's country. Yep, with seven others. I should say six others, including myself. You should so say five seven others. Guys. Oh, including yourself. Yeah, yes. so seven guys. Yep. One was Ryan, one was me. So five others. There we go. Uh, we had a great time. Five guys. Not to be uh, confused with the fast food joint, but we had a great time. Uh, yeah, this was our second The Uncommon Elevate experience. Essentially, these are leadership adventure retreats where we enjoy what I affectionately refer to as fun common activities. We've got to trademark that. Yeah, fun common. Yeah, you just oh, add see, an F to uncommon. It's fun. <laughs> authentic, authentic community and personal development exercises to help us cultivate victorious vision for our lives as men. So, yeah, as Phil mentioned, the two of us and five others enjoyed time on the water. We did a pretty cool hike, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Did some personal skill building, some fun and games, had some great meals, broke bread together. Uh, over Overall, there's a time to rest, reflect, kind of reset, which is very important for all individuals striving to live an uncommon life. Yeah, I had a sweet cabin. Yeah. Had good company. Recipes yeah. for a great weekend. Yeah. Hung out in nature. Yeah, we did. Don't get too many opportunities to do that. No. And like if, the, if you're listening to this and you're like, I've always wanted to go on one. One, you should. You absolutely yeah. should. And two, uh, this has been described as life changing. So yeah. it's a weekend. You can do it. Invest in yourself. Let's go. That's yeah. what I my call to action is right up front. Dang, like, he's not even waiting until the end. I need to do a better job of like, just do this. Like, yeah. trust me. And there was one guy uh, before we start, like he was like, I don't know. It's just like a crazy time for me. I'm kind of in between jobs. And I was like, out of all the times, this is what you need. Why do you think so? Just because it's like, it's a good time to work on yourself and not in, in yourself, if you will, like working in your business or working at a job, just a good time to reflect. Mm -hmm. And then also think about what you want your life to become be around people that you really like. And uh, he would agree at the end of this. He was like, oh, this is the perfect time for me yeah. to go. So I usually don't tell people, I usually don't sell people unless I know it's going to be beneficial for them. It was definitely beneficial mm -hmm. for everybody that went, especially this gentleman who's like, I'm in between, like this was perfect time for me sure. to reflect. And yeah, that's a good point because it can seem counterintuitive to go do something like this when you're right. in a trying or just uncertain time of life but the exact opposite is true is like it can actually give you clarity and just the space to like think deeply on things and and spend time in prayer and just reflection and have some healthy distractions yeah. that can then help you kind of reassess right. what's going on and what the next step is so that's awesome uh anything that else you want to share before we give listeners kind of a rundown of the weekend 
No. Should we just get into but it? But you don't need to come on these trips. That being said, once you do come on these trips, everything's taken care of. So, but I would challenge every listener that's listening to this to like curate something that gets you out of your comfort zone in a couple areas and also do that with people that you love. And like, just think about how impactful that could be. Yeah. So if you want to be the one who curates this for your friends, do it. Mm-hmm. Reach out. We'd love to help yeah. in any way. Even if just, hey, here's a couple fun ideas. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just do it. Like, take action. Yeah. If it's not for yourself, this is the part that I think is super fun for people. They don't really know what they're going to come stepping into. Yeah. And I uh, met one individual that uh, we run in a similar circle, so I knew I'd like him. But it was the first time I met him. Austin Day, everyone. Shout out. And uh, it was so great to just like see what other people saw in him and observe that through their lenses. Because I did some research on the guy before I went. (laughs) And I do that on every guy. So you need to know that. But yeah, um, yeah, it was great to see how people people talk so highly of him. And after I met him, I totally get it. And so they undersold him. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) a little bit. But it was really neat to see. And his word for me, because I think he was probably the same thing, is like, I've heard about this guy, was disarming. Like, you're just disarming. Like, we have fun. But he didn't even know everything that we planned to do on the weekend. And I think everybody that does this all kind of lands on, I'm so grateful I didn't. Because everything that you had planned for us was super fun. And challenging in its own right but we all learned together so yeah there it is there's yeah. my commercial ryan that's awesome yeah that touches on an episode we did way back when on just like the benefits of being surprised and that's a huge aspect of these experiences that we curate is like we don't have a bulleted list of the agenda when you sign up it's like you have a general idea of what we're doing obviously you knew we were going fishing but we sprinkled in some awesome other surprises in there and i think everybody was better for it so if this is the first time that you're listening to the show or the first time you're hearing about these experiences, we'll talk about kind of what we do to prepare for them. Kind of what do we do prior to our, our weekend retreat? So we, after guys sign up, we send them a questionnaire. We ask them questions about their lives. So their marriage, their family, their work, their health, really kind of these, these uncommon pillars that we identify with. Ask them questions about current challenges and goals. We give them a journal that has that has other questions in it. And then we discuss those questions over the course of the the weekend, typically at our meal times. It's just a great way to make those times a little more intentional. Yeah. And it's a good time for people to reflect because the last thing we want to do is spring like a pretty hard question on them and feel like, oh, I have to answer this. Like, take some time, think through this. And so throughout the weekend, we we get to dive in on their answers. So they don't have to think about it. They've already thought about it. They've taken some time. Uh, Although one person didn't, didn't have time. Like his life was chaotic and... And he was like, hey, to be honest with you, I thought we'd have more time during the weekend. And you know what we said to that? We got him a taxi and we sent him back home. Yeah, see you later. It was great to meet you. <laughs> Wrong answer. No, no. We were super like gracious. Like, yeah. no problem, man. Like, so let's just jump into a couple of these and what, what did you think you would answer? And I think he appreciated that. Like, yeah. We weren't crucifying him There's at no all. grade that you get for getting your assignment done. It's just tools that we try to provide and you can use them for however you see fit. That's right. So another thing that we, there was some homework prior to the weekend though. We did uh, send them our core values exercise and we asked them to have that that done. So identifying their five to seven core values and then writing their uh, statement of being. And that was something that we shared the first night. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about the letters? So we called, like we have an informant. Is yeah. that what you want me to talk about? Yeah. 
before this, we have an informant for every person that goes on this trip to make sure it's intentional. Yeah. One, we ask, hey, what's your favorite candy bar? What's your favorite drink? What's your shoe size? Whatever we need, we ask the informant, which they know. And so I love this part maybe the most because everybody in your life wants you to go on this thing and they're making sure it's going to be special for you. Yeah. It's not just Ryan and I. We could not do this and be so intentional as we are without our informants. We need that ace in the hole. Right. And so we get letters from our informant just of like, hey, appreciation or like a thankfulness of you as a person or who you've become. It's pretty emotional. But uh, we we make sure we get all those and get ready for the weekend. That's probably one of the hardest things that Ryan and I work on (laughs) before the trip is to make sure these things are going to be okay. Make sure people have these letters and make sure they're going to be. It's a lot of effort and time on part of the informant to actually pull it off. We just kind of have to like follow up with them and make sure that it's happening. Right. And then once we get them, we have to keep them safe. Secretive. And safe and safe and safe and safe because these things are treasured. Precious. And like, I still have mine for when it happened to me. Ryan still has his when it happened to him. And these people this weekend will have theirs forever. So yeah. there is this level of, I don't know, severity or like how important these things are. And we we take it that level. So and then we never we never read these. So they usually come right. in an envelope, um, either, you know, postmarked to myself, but we kind of know what they're for because mm-hmm. it's a attention to, let's say, Michael. And then I just hold them. Like, I never read them. We never read them. Right. We don't care. This is for the person, not us. So yeah, we don't even ask the guys who, receive them like so what were your letters about we talk about them generally more so like yep what did it mean to receive them but yeah they're very personal and we we leave it at that and we open it up afterwards to be able to talk through them if they want to talk and and process through but we don't we don't push that sure all right well let's jump to the actual experience so yeah it was this past weekend we went up on a thursday afternoon drove back saturday morning so it is a pretty quick trip Mm-hmm. We do pack a lot into it while also trying to give the men time for solitude, rest, and reflection because that's that's important. So, yeah, the drive up. Our drive was different from our trip in Minnesota last February because we didn't actually all ride together. So Austin and I left earlier on Thursday to get up there and pick up some of the fishing equipment. And then Phil, Kevin, and James and Eric rode up together. And then the last guy, Michael, was driving up on his own because he was kind of coming in to town from being out um, on business so obviously i was just with austin and we got to have a lot of good conversation but i am curious like what were some highlights from your guys drive up because i remember calling you on the phone to figure out what type of pizza you wanted and it sounded like you guys were bonding so i'm, I'm yeah. curious to, to know well i mean anytime you get that's like that would be one of the things i would change is there is something about driving together and like there's it's just perfect timing to talk and like bond we didn't get to do that this time, obviously, but I uh, just had a great conversations, getting to know the guys, asking them stupid questions and like getting crazy responses and fun answers and like also facilitating. So they all started to get to know each other yeah. more. And so that was, that was fun. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what else to say. Like, other than like, I don't know what I asked. It him. sounded it like great conversation. James, James mentioned, cause he has three younger kids. It sounded like he was getting some good advice on raising older kids and just like what to expect and right those adolescent teenage years so yeah dude james i'll be honest with you Uh-oh. i'm rather impressed with that cat <laughs> i'm impressed with everybody He's but pretty the uncommon. level of questions that he asked were like uncommon questions yeah. like hey i'm curious like and then he would ask like a probing question but he was actually very open to the answer like he wasn't leading people 
mm. like I say, leading, leading the, witness. the witness. He was like really honestly asking these questions because he wanted to glean some information. Yeah. And so whenever you have somebody on the other end of a question that has that kind of attitude, it's like, all right, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. So he was super helpful. Eric Baker, you know, one of my best friends, he is my best friend for the record. Um, he was, he's also very good at that stuff. And then we had Kevin, which is ready to talk and tell us what's going on in his life. So we had a really good car. Our chemistry was awesome. You called that one time. You even said like, Hey, FaceTime me. And I'm like, I don't want to FaceTime you, man. Like it's <laughs> the last thing I want to do is like, Hey, here's Ryan. Like, no, like we'll get there. We'll have a Didn't great let me weekend. in on the fun. Nope. Uh, you went up there early, man. That's on you. That's on me. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah. So, and it was honestly really helpful that you guys went up a little early. Uh, just because we had some stuff that we had to yeah. prep and, and yeah, then Austin good. got to actually fish, which right. is the actual. Yeah. We both were able to get one. Yeah. It was good. So yeah, Austin and I picked up our pizzas. You guys met us at local brewery, Pulpit Rock. It was actually kind of a warm evening, but they didn't have their outdoor seating available, sadly. And I share this because while you guys were still on your way, we were trying to find a larger table inside. So they have two dining rooms. Mm-hmm. One had a, a larger table, but there's like one guy sitting at it charging his phone and so we were like, all right, he's not going to give us that. So we, we walked to the other side to the other dining room and they were having some kind of like live bird class. So it was like 30 people sitting in a room. There was a instructor with like a falcon or some other kestrel. Shut your mouth. Word of the day. I didn't know that. Perched on his arm. Yeah. And then like the, I walked in and like the bird. You should have been like, this is our first uncommon experience. Like you got to <laughs> right. run and see what happens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I didn't need, this is a surprise for me and I planned it. <laughs> yes. So, but that bird like looked at me when I walked in and it's like eyes pierced my soul. And I was like, nope, dude, turned around. We have got to have that part of the uncommon sometime. Like have a falcon land on our arm. You can teach a bird how to catch you trout. Yes. We're not even going to use poles. That's right. (laughs) You think I'm kidding. Dude, that's how brilliant ideas are formed. So yeah. You should have got a picture with them at least. Like I said, that bird piercing gaze, I was out of there. So, but yeah, you guys got there a little later, and I think that guy at the big table kind of took the hint that yeah. we needed the table, oh so he he skedaddled, and yeah, we got to... We got there at really good timing. Like, yeah. Michael, who drove by himself, I mean, he showed up within, like, two minutes right. that we showed up. Like, it was impeccable. like... And, like, to be honest with you, I was nervous about that. Like, you never know, and there is a ton of deer. So, yeah, there was one question I asked during the week is like, hey, what ways have God answered your prayers recently? One of them was like, I didn't hit a deer. Yeah. Like, you'd think like, well, that's joking. He wasn't like you would see like six or seven deer when you're driving up at night. Like yep. you'd see their eyes like, please stay where you're at. Anyway, so. Yeah, we're in real. the woods. But uh, during the meal, um, you know, we got to have some intentional conversation. We always kick it off mm. by just letting them know about the one word exercise. And then Phil always shares his words, whereas we wait till our last breakfast, but yeah. Tell them about the one word exercise. Yeah. So the one word exercise is something that we challenge every person on these trips to do. And at the end of the weekend, we share those words for the other people. So there's a word of encouragement or something that you've seen, or maybe even a challenge, which was awesome this time. But, uh, so, but the way that we do this, and usually this has been the first for me, I usually know every person in the room. And so I know him decently. So I can like think of like, okay, Ryan Garvey, faith-filled man. Like, so my word for you is faith-filled, faithful and faith-filled. <laughs> and so, but there was two people in this group that I didn't know very well. And so I had to use my connections. Actually, one of them wasn't the informant 
at all. I had to like call a different person. Right, right. Which was super fun. So there's an immediate like tone that's set that like, hey, we're going to be intentional with our time. Yeah. And even if I didn't know you, there was some research that I had to do. And here's the word that I came up with or the people that I reached out to came up with for you. Yep. And so immediately it kind of sets the tone, I would say, of, huh, like that's helpful. Like it's fun to know what other people think about you mm-hmm. when you're not in the room. Um, and so that was the word uh, thing that we did over dinner, which I love. We should have yep. gotten at least two more pizzas. I was so hungry after that. <laughs> but, Good thing we had tons of snacks and stuff uh, that we brought up. We had but. a lot of snacks. Yeah, so we got back to our cabin, played some darts. Yes, why, we did. Why did we play darts? Because everything is a competition if you're hanging out with Philip Ramsey. For sure. And like, how <laughs> are you going to pick out the bed bedrooms? <laughs> well, there was one person that has like at, at least told me, admitted, like, I'm a horrible snorer. Yeah. And so we were like, you get the room. And the verdict is still out on that. I don't know. None if of he us was heard lying. him snoring. No one heard him snoring. Yeah. So Kevin, fast one. verdict still well, out. Well played. Well played. Well played. Yeah, I mean, that's an uncommon win. Enjoyed that king-size room. Um, So we ended up throwing darts to figure out the rest of the bed arrangements. Now, you think this is silly, but there's a lot of things, and this is why I like to compete, is like you can really deduce a lot from a person. Yeah. And one of my words for one of the guests or one of our um, teammates, whatever you want to call them, was diligent. And he threw – he was second – to pick because he did the great. So we just threw whoever got the f- first bullseye, bullseye in the least amount of throws in the least amount of throws. Yep. So he was second. And before he chose, remember his word is diligent. He like walked around the whole house and like, look things over, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's brilliant. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of, it's obviously it's fun. We're having fun, but like you can kind of observe things of like, Oh, that was interesting. Like that's smart. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but then we picked out the sleeping arrangements because of that. And Ryan, Austin and I were up in the loft yep. and uh, didn't think anybody snored, which was ideal. Well, we thought the one guy had been sequestered. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then uh, the basement people all admitted they didn't snore and didn't think they snored. But you know, Eric Baker's always like, I don't know. I probably snore. Like yeah. he doesn't want to rock anybody's boat. <laughs> he doesn't snore, but he just says like, I don't know. I'm always sleeping. So I wouldn't know. Um, so we picked our beds and the way we went. So it was Michael James and Eric in the basement, yep. which ended up being like the most ideal combo. Cause yeah, they, they bonded, they bonded cause nobody talked. They didn't know anybody was else in the room, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Kevin got his own king size bed sleeping like a baby. And then Austin, Ryan and I are upstairs. Yep. Until I was downstairs <laughs> yes. on the couch. Cause Austin fun. had a little tiny snore, just a little tiny snore. And, <laughs> and I'm the world's lightest sleeper. And Ryan's like, well, we got a snore. <laughs> the rest of that night, we were able to sit around a campfire. That's when we shared our core values and our statements of being. And mm-hmm. that's really just a foundational exercise that we like to take guys on, um, provide them with deeper self-awareness, clarity on their identity. You know, like really, as you kind of mentioned, the one word thing is like, what's a better way to get to know and understand mm-hmm. a complete stranger quickly than just by hearing them share their core values and, Got really cold towards the end of it, so we went in and played some card games. Yes, we did. What was what was the game that we played? Let's just be honest. <laughs> I love bringing into board games or games or card games or competition. And my favorite thing is like, well, I don't really like card games. I don't like I don't like games. Yeah. Which was Austin Day. <laughs> I'm just gonna single him out, the poor guy. And I was like, okay, like that's good. Like, is there any Challenge game you want? And, yeah, right. Hold my beer. Anyway, so we play this game called The Mind, 
And it is a very simple game, but you're trying to put cards in order from lowest to highest. And each person so gets one, to one card. Yeah, one to a hundred. Yeah. Each person gets one card for the first round. And there was like, I think four or five, five that were playing at that point. Um, and then you can't talk. That's the thing. Like you can't talk. So if you have like a 28, are you the first one to get lay, laid down? Or are you the last? Or are you the middle? Like it's hard. So you kind of have to like, it's it's just a fun. Demonstrative facial expressions. Yes. And yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then Austin ended up liking it. So I feel like my job, yep. I felt like it would. And what was the it. rule that you invented that had nothing to do with the game, but it also gave us the theme song of the weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the best So part. I should pull out that uh, game. Because in the game, you're supposed to put your hand in the middle or center of the table. And then once everybody puts their hands in the center, then you pull out your hand and that makes it like signifying you can't talk. The round has started. Everybody thought I made that up. But then Ryan had to start touching everybody's hands. No, I don't think I initiated the touches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were like touch you started touching. I feel like so there's a chemistry all... that happens when you touch hands. Yeah, exactly. So don't put that on me. We, <laughs> we touched hands, but then I yeah, it was what triggered for me was Dan Hill's classic love ballad sometimes when we touch. So naturally I had to sing that and then just organically got sung and played over and over throughout the course of the weekend to the point that it was a theme song for our guys weekend together. So yeah, yeah. you make fun of that, but some <laughs> of the best ways to make a team is to like have inside jokes. Oh yeah. And we had that. Yeah, so. for sure. Do you yeah. want to hit them with it? The... <laughs> you want me to sing it? No, I'll, I'll, I'll like sl- slice it into this, this episode. I'll give them a little. Sometimes when we touch the honesty's too much and I have to close I feel like all the people that have gone on the trip, though, kind of miss your voice. I just <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up staying up till I think way later than I thought, which was not the plan. Because which we were, was awesome, yeah, it was but fine, not the plan. But we were all exhausted. What we ended up doing is splitting into two teams, and so one team against the other team, which ended up making it even more fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And we won't even talk about shifty eyed spice. No, we won't. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Friday morning. Uh, enjoyed a hearty breakfast and some coffee. We talked through our affirmations and visualization worksheet, and that really just builds off the core values, firming our identity, um, the person that we desire to become, and then visualizing specific practices or disciplines that we need to maintain to live out our authentic selves. And if you are wanting either of these exercise, um, these sheets, I'll include links in the show notes. You can download those for free. Um, we also did a short box breathing exercise, and that's something that we took from our time at Embrace North last winter on our previous Elevate experience. Um, Shout we, out to the sauna poppy. There we go, Luis and Harrison. Uh, we were planning to do a cold plunge in the stream. Sadly, kind of jumping ahead, we didn't. We ran out of time, but that was kind of why we were focusing on breathing. But it, I think it came in. Yeah. I mean, breathing is breathing. Like it's a superpower if you do it right. So whether you're standing on a stream fishing or you're you know doing a hike or whatever it is like focusing on your breath is very beneficial yes then we put on our waders headed down to the stream to fish it was we go did. time it was go time yeah so i'd fly fish several times before up in decora was this your first time Phil? yeah first time dude what did you what did you make of it what was your goal going into the goal fishing? for me going into it was to look like the river runs through it brad pitt <laughs> with the long whipping fishing pole fly fishing that's what i was going for yeah i was kind of like kind of afraid if i caught a fish like i'm like what do i do with that thing 
<laughs> so I was okay with not, but that was like what I really wanted to do is like, I want to focus on the technique of this. Yeah. And early on, Austin did such a good job. Like he is passionate about fly fishing. Yeah. These hooks that they use are like microscopic. Yeah. Like you're like, there's no way that you're going to catch a fish on that, but they do. It's amazing. But so this is what my takeaway for, for fly fishing sure. is. I don't feel like we truly fly fished. Okay. In my opinion, because we use lures and like little bobbers, if you will. Like, I think to me, true fly fishing is when you, they sit on top of the water and then the fish come up out of the, and get it from the top. Okay. Well, the fish aren't like that in this stage of the year. Yeah, it's a different type of. It's a different type of season. And so we use little lures and then the fish, the the bait would go down underwater and try to like right, be right in front of the fish and then the fish would grab it. Yep. So to me, I don't feel like we really fly fished. <laughs> In my you, opinion, you want like the Montana yeah. river runs through it. Yeah. Experience. Like I want that bait to be on top of the water floating down catching and salmon boom. and well, whatever. Sure. I don't know. And I want to whip that thing. Yeah. So, so did that you, was, did you master the technique of oh, the whip? Oh man. There was one time when I was like, I'm not getting a fish and I don't want to fish. <laughs> I don't even care if my lures in the water, but like what I really want to do is get this thing whipping. And I perfected that thing. <laughs> so if I was in Montana in the middle of the mountains, be catching all the fish. I don't know about that, but I'd look great. Yeah. <laughs> I would look and like, that's what counts. That's what counts for Philip. So I had a blast. <laughs> good, good. I had a blast. And then the four people that I wanted to have catch a fish caught a fish out of our seven. All right. The three people that didn't, which is actually very interesting how God did this, where people were like, I don't know what I would do with a fish if I caught a fish. That was me, Eric Baker. <laughs> He's like not so much an outdoorsman. And Kevin Stitzworth, he was like, dude, I don't know what to do with a fish like that's why I, we had austin yeah and so he, even if he did he's like i don't want to kill it you know like so he even <laughs> had that trepidation and and uh but the first one out of the gate yeah man james My boy james pulls one out of the like he hit one and i mean you would have thought this guy won the lottery yeah he was pumped he was pumped pretty sure it scared fish probably a mile away because he was like <laughs> so pumped. yeah and he he I loved it because Austin, I could see him. He was kind of upriver. And uh, Austin was like, calm down, calm down. Like, yeah. easy. Like, don't screw this up. And, like, James has all this string all over him, and he's pulling it in. It was great. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. No, I was definitely pumped that he got one as well because he'd made it very clear that his goal that weekend was to catch a fish. And, like, a rainbow trout. Was, yeah, specifically a rainbow. They were rainbow and brown. We weren't keeping brown because of some spawning thing. So we were if we caught a rainbow, we would keep them and we would we would uh, clean them and eat right them there. later. Yep. And yeah, that was kind of one thing I was nervous about for the trip because y- you sell it as a fishing trip, like that's the main yeah, activity. Right. Yet you we can't guarantee anyone that they're gonna catch anything. Yeah, I mean, if it's Philip or Eric, <laughs> you ain't getting one. You know. So it's kind of like for me is like is the trip perceived as less successful or valuable if you don't catch one? Is it more valuable to someone who catches it versus someone who doesn't? It's kind of really. As to, to your point, like it's going to vary from guy to guy. Yeah, I, I think it was interesting the way that God kind of orchestrated this. And we've talked about this a lot. Like I love organizing this as much as I can, and then God has to take it over from right. there. But one thing that Austin said, because he's fished this place for a long time, and the fact that we pulled in that parking lot and no other cars were there was like, this is a mm-hmm. this is interesting. Like normally there's a lot more cars there. Common. Because there's a Wisconsin trout fishing and then there's a Minnesota trout fishing. They close down and Iowa still stays open. And so there's a lot more people coming to yeah. this thing. So when we pulled into the parking lot, 
and there was no cars there, it was interesting. So that allowed us to be more in one spot. Mm -hmm. So if it was me by myself and I hear James, you know, around the bend screaming his head off, it's not that enjoyable. Yeah. But like we were right next to James when he caught this one, it gave us excitement that, okay, you can catch a fish. And yeah. then two, just seeing his excitement was almost like living vicariously through your children that get to go for see sure. the new park. Like I'm in, you know? Yep. So for me, it didn't make the trip any less like satisfying. Like I loved it. Yeah. And the fact that he got one, I really wanted Michael to get one and he got Which one. He did. You got one and Austin got one. Yep. You got one. You got two. Yeah, I got one the first day and one the second. Because yep. once I caught, saw James get one, I was like, all right, I got, I got to get, get to get one. And you did. Yeah. So those four Which days, I feel lucky. Like, yeah. I feel like it was mostly luck. Because we're all, yes, I'd done it several times. But every time I go, it's I'm completely relearning it again. Yeah, so. and Austin was super gracious. Like, he was like, Philip, like, you got this technique down. Yeah. All you have to do is just now it's just patience. So You're like, like that no, helped. I want to whip it. He probably, <laughs> he probably was lying his face off. But it made me feel good. Like, And there was a couple casts I was like, okay, that's the spot. If there's going to be one, I'm going to get it now. It just never ended up coming to fruition. But I would say as soon as that bobber goes down, you kind of have to slowly, which is weird, slowly kind of move your stick up. Yeah. There's a tip up, and that would get the fish because these hooks aren't that big, and then you'll rip the lip. We've heard about no, this. No don't ripping wanna, lips. Don't want to <laughs> rip the lip. Yep. But, um, yeah, so that's why I think it was interesting because I couldn't tell if my bobber was going down because my little fly was hooked on something mm, right. or not. And so that's why I'm saying, like, to me, it wasn't really fly fishing I want it on top of the water, so I know like that's you know the tug is a real tug. Yeah, I guess we'll have to plan like a Montana trip. Well, sometime you know, you and Austin can rock that one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I would say just reflection on fishing, having done it before. I just love being in God's creation, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was cold the morning. I think that's another factor of why there weren't many cars there. It was in the 30s. We were bundled up. I just loved being outdoors. Thank God, like there was very little to no wind. But I think just like standing in the water, like hearing the sound of the water, we would move from spot to spot and each spot would look differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just taking in like the beauty of it, it's pretty serene and peaceful. It's like not something that we get to enjoy often, like living in the city. That's so true. it's a good escape. Yeah. So after fishing, we went and got lunch at Toppling Goliath, enjoyed some tasty food, brews, focused on answering some of the questions in the journal. I think one of the big Big questions is just kind of what's the biggest challenge you're currently facing. Yes. All of us shared something pertaining to our jobs and careers, which is pretty, pretty telling. Right. Um, That's just a top of mind thing for many of us as men and whether it's career transition or, or just challenges within the job that we have, Mm -hmm. it's nice to be able to relate to each other in that. What did you, what were your kind of reflections on? Yeah. I I was surprised and I was a little bit, not what's the word disappointed is not the word but i'm going to say it just because we're on the podcast i don't know what else to say sure i was disappointed because sometimes it gets really raw really quick like hey my marriage is really struggling like that's like one of those gateway (laughs) cards that somebody can put that like all right let's get authentic quick yeah obviously we don't want that for any guy but i get what you're saying yeah okay yeah so like (laughs) that honesty is kind of what i was hoping for now, probably not the venue, but later we would go back in and dive in on that. Yeah. And we didn't really have that. Like, vocations are like, yeah, yeah, you know, but like not like really deep, hey, this is what I'm struggling with right now. Sure. Like, I'm struggling with my identity in Jesus or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, although it was fine, I felt like 
that was kind of all I needed to hear to to kind of a, a Omaha or a, a change. Yeah. Um, later in the conversation, later in the week, like I usually Ryan and I have some time to like, okay, now we're going to dive in on some of the things that we saw. We just kind of like sidestep that. Cause I think it was going really well and mm-hmm. people were really enjoying it. Um, I didn't see that green light that God was asking me to like, let's go in. Yeah. You know? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Just being perceptive in that moment. And yeah, we might have a expectation of how a conversation is going to go. And if right. it doesn't feel natural to go deeper or follow up, it's we're like, not forcing right, it. That was, that was it then. Yeah. No, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up seeing him. So after lunch, we did a hike at Dunning Spring Park. Initially, it was just going to be a group hike, but because we're uncommon, we're always looking for ways to incorporate an intentional twist to an otherwise normal activity. So I was kind of racking my brain and talking to Philip what would would work, and I have a a rucksack, which I got recently. If you don't know, it's a backpack designed to carry weights. Amazing workout. Definitely recommend it. But my thought was we could each take turns wearing the rucksack. It'd be sort of an exercise in the importance of community of like, yeah. you know, bearing each other's burdens, sharing the load. And and then I got an idea that while each guy was wearing the rucksack, the six other guys would share one affirming thing about the guy wearing the pack. So now it takes it just from kind of a purely physical exercise to you're hearing six other men. Some of them you just met hours yep. prior. Yeah. They're articulating like personally edifying things about you, which gives, I, th- I think it just gives you a different kind of like strength in that yeah, moment. At least it did for me. Right. Um, and this was I- one of those things like I need to just take a break for a second. I needed to give you a little post note. Okay. I was like super skeptical of this. I kind of was too. Okay. Well, I appreciate you saying that yeah. because like this is one of those things that like Philip has a way of like, all right, this is how it's going to be planned. This is going to be great. And then Ryan introduces this thing <laughs> and uh, I was like, Oh my gosh, this sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but I didn't realize. I'm glad that you she, didn't say that to me. No, I know. I know. See? <laughs> you have more I tact love you. than that. I have more tact. I'm not sleeping <laughs> on the couch. Uh, so, what I thought you were going to say is like somebody's carrying the backpack, and then out of nowhere, somebody would be like, okay, Ryan, I really appreciate this about you. And then once that happened, then they would take the backpack off of them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. so I felt like it was just like one and done. And I was like, yeah. what? Like, this seems like a horrible idea. Like <laughs> I don't see anything yeah. good about this, but that's not what happened. And I was grateful. I just was like, well, Philip, like, let's see what happens here. Because no matter what, like I'm usually the guy that's like, even if somebody's like, I want to punch you in your face. I'm like, well, let's talk through that. Like, <laughs> do we need to fight right now? Cause I'm in if we need to, but like, let's talk first. And so I knew no matter what, even if it was a train wreck, we could salvage something out of it. Yeah. Or I felt like you and I could together. Like, yeah. This is a nightmare. But I'm glad to hear that you were like, I didn't know if this was going to go well. Oh, yeah. It ended up being really cool. Yeah. This is like one of my favorite things that we did. I um, kind of agree. And maybe I didn't do the best job explaining to you the vision of it. But I but trusted you. It, sure. No, I appreciate that. We had 45 pounds. Did you say that? 45 no, not pounds? yet. So yeah, 45 pound pack. So like we were saying... While you had the pack, the other six guys each were just going to say one affirming thing about you. And again, some of the guys, you just met them. And then the last part of the last kind of aspect of the hike was that when it was time for, if you were wearing the pack, when it was time for you to give it to the next guy, you had to share like one reason why you valued community. So it was like six guys speaking to you and then you're speaking to the group, which was a cool dynamic. Right. Um, I'd never seen an example of this done it was an original idea. I didn't know if it was going to be lame. It was great. 
It, it was yeah. great. Um, but the thing that wasn't great, we we had to hold it for about a half a mile is really how far you had to hold it. Yeah, each of us, because it was about yeah. a three or so mile hike. Yeah, but we really didn't know anything about this park. And so yeah. there's this like long road <laughs> yeah. that's like deserted. In the Not middle. really a hiking. S- completely like cement road. Yep. Abandoned road. And we just walked up this thing. Yeah. And then we kind of took a right over the bridge then we came back like that's not the play came back and then we kind of went down that would ended up being a really cool part of it because if you had the backpack you could tell where you wanted to go no we're going this we're going that way like you had the most weight on so (laughs) Um, so you could have a little bit more authority and then everybody else just had to follow. Well, yeah. we ended up doing a sweet hike. Yeah. Once we got off the road. Yep. But we go didn't figure, know. right? Go figure. <laughs> you go uncommon. Yeah. The, stair- the stairway to heaven. That's right. Kudos to Austin because he was the one who was really okay. I'll, I'll backtrack real quick because there was like this cool cave. Uh huh. So it was an ice cave. It's not winter yet, so it wasn't icy. But we did kind of traverse up these stairs and then went into this cave. And then a little bit later, Austin was like, hey, we should just do this like stairway to heaven. It's like half a mile. So that's kind of where, yeah, that's where it really got interesting. Yeah. And I think you took the backpack right about that point, right? Well, yeah. Thankful to Michael because he got me about half, like halfway up this hill <laughs> and I took it the rest. And I don't know what happened, but our calculations were off. I'll just yeah. say that. And we ended up having to walk. Yeah. A little bit further than half I feel a mile. like a hour and a half hike turned into like two and a half. Yeah. Which was fine. Yeah, right. Like we all were enjoying it. But like it really did Kaibo our uh, sauna and yeah. cold plunge. And like I kind of knew like if we don't do it today, we're not getting it done. So yeah. I was like a big advocate because I know how much Ryan loves it. <laughs> and also a uh, footnote, I don't love the sauna cold plunge. I like doing it with new people. Yeah. Therefore, I'll do it. But like, you just need to know if we ever do this, you ever are on a trip with Ryan and I, Ryan's going to try to bust out the sauna and cold punch. <laughs> and you need to know that I'm just as skeptical. Like, I don't know if I want to do this, but I knew how much Ryan wanted to. And so I was like really charging like, hey, let's get through this hike. Yeah. Let's get through this thing because we knew that Ryan and I knew something that nobody else knew. And yeah. so... I knew if we got through this hike quickly, we could go back and we might be able to get this sauna and cold. We were going to jump right into the stream, which would have been super cool. The one that we were fly fishing and the one we had waders on. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that would have been really neat. We were going to swim with the fish that we didn't sure catch. Was. I was going to catch one with my bare hands. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty sure. Well, let me, let me go back and ask you like, why is it something that you like to do with new people? Like even thinking back to Minneapolis. Yep. Perfect. It. It's because you can get a glimpse of their true personality in times okay. of stress or like yeah. high anxiety. It's kind of like competition a little bit. And it is competition with yourself of like, can I do this hard thing? Yeah. I love that. So I'm, I'm in. I just need to tell you that I, I don't love it, but I yeah. like doing it with new people. No, and I, I agree because when I think back on Minneapolis when we did it, there's something about doing something hard together that kind of bonds you in a stronger way for sure and the hike you know this is kind of challenging but it's uh, nothing compared to no. right you know getting down to your swim trunks or your shorts and jumping in like 30 40 degree water um disgusting so i think the silver lining of not doing it because once we knew we weren't going to do it friday i was like okay we'll just get up super early saturday and we'll go do it at like sunrise and it didn't happen but the silver lining was that none of the guys had ever experienced it. So I think there was more of a sense of relief on their part. Yeah. But I honestly think had they done it before that they would, there would have been some more disappointment that we didn't get to do it because just 
you're you're overcoming and you're doing something hard with like your brothers like that's just super fun well also too like i think the maybe not highlight but like the cool part about it is like we were reading the room does that make yeah, sense like yeah. we were being intentional with these guys um because we just knew like even one of the guys as we were driving back like dude we have time before dinner like we can totally do it and i was like yeah let's just see what happens here right because we had something else up our sleeves uh-huh um, and I will say that I did try to do a sauna session that night and for whatever reason the wood didn't light. So I'm glad it happened there and not yeah. <laughs> at the stream after we'd all jumped in the water. We, oh, can <laughs> we you would imagine? never have jumped in the water unless that <laughs> right, sauna right. was gone. It's like refunds for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hell, man. We got back to our cabin, gave the men the aforementioned letters. Uh, I'm going to let Phil yeah, yeah. talk about this. So I was really praying about this uh, because... We had one super emotional letter to one of the individuals and God totally answered in a way that I didn't think, like I knew he would show up. I just didn't know how he'd show up. It was unexpected. Anyway, so let me just tell you the backstory. So the backstory is one of these individuals that had a card written to him as edification of how much I loved you was a grandfather that passed away a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So his name is, his name is Michael. And his informant texted me and said, hey, his grandfather just went to hospice, probably won't make it, you know, for two days. But he's written Michael a card, a letter Mm -hmm. of how much he loves him. And chances are high probability that he'll have passed away when Michael gets this card. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right. Pretty heavy. And so I just didn't know how exactly to present this. And I knew I had to at least explain into this, like, you just don't want to give somebody letters and be like, hey, good luck. Go read them. Like, you needed to give him a little momentum before he gets kind of hit in the, you know. Normally, we don't say anything to prime it. This is an exceptional case. We do usually tell you, like, who your informant was at that point. Because at that point, they're like, something's up. Yeah. Uh, And all the listeners will know what's going on. So, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Anyway, um, so... The cool thing and the way God showed up in this way is there was two times in the weekend that Michael was talking about the time that he was with his grandfather in hospice, and he mentioned to his grandfather that he was going to go on this fly fishing trip, and his grandfather smiled at him and kind of like recognized and was happy for Michael that he was going on this trip, and that's the part where Michael stopped. So he was super excited that he got to get some acknowledgement from his grandfather because him and his grandfather used to fish together. And the part that he didn't realize is what I did bring up at when we gave him the car or letters was the rest of the story was as Michael turned his head, his grandfather looked at his daughter and Michael's mother in the room and winked at her because he knew that he had a letter for Michael yeah. in that because she, she was the informant. Yep. And so that was the full story that he didn't know. And like instant tears. Like, yeah, it was so powerful. Yet the story was already written. I just got to communicate it. And we had to be good stewards of those letters. Right, right. And then we got to hand it to him. And I love that every guy got up and gave him a hug. Like yeah. just a big hug. We were all crying. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> emotional. And like, that's what it is. Like when you get these letters and get affirmation from those you love, like you just don't get that every day. Sure especially from your your grandfather that you look up to for you know so much that is now in heaven you know yeah. like oh it almost brings tears to my eye now so that was the part and the reason why Ryan and I were like we're not pushing this we're giving you an hour and a half right. to just take a shower relax go into place of the house the cabin 
be by yourself and read deeds and just, you know, be encouraged. Yeah. So that was the story. Yeah, that's great. That was well said. I think the only thing I'll add is like the temptation, at least for me when curating these experiences is to cram it full of activities and really intentional discussions, but that would be physically and emotionally draining. It's already draining enough for the amount that we do. Yeah. So intentionally carving out at least an hour to be on your own solitude, take a nap, Mm -hmm. uh, do whatever you need to do to just rest and recuperate before we went to dinner, which yeah, we had an awesome dinner at a very cool restaurant called twin stream supper club is in the middle of the woods yeah uh enjoyed christmas some... lights are all up super yeah. romantic yeah <laughs> seven guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh we enjoyed some steaks and pasta and some cocktails great time of fellowship i feel like the yeah the discussion there was was really organic we didn't i don't know that we had anything super planned yeah. as far as and usually we're like hey let's talk about those cards and like dive right. into them but like this time we were just like, if you want to talk about the cards, that's great. If not, that's okay too. Yeah. Like we really, you and I, Ryan and I really want to be intentional with not like, Hey, what did, what'd your grandpa say? You know, like oh, we yeah, were just like sure. super like organic with it. Yeah. And if you want to talk and he did, he spoke about it and kind of like how much that meant to him. And, um, so I was grateful that he had that, but he was, he, he, he basically said like, I didn't think I had any more tears to shed. Hmm. And, well. um, obviously you do when you have something like that. So yep. what a cool one legacy and two trust factor that, you know, Michael's mom, Julie put in us to like, I, th- I felt like probably had the most precious heirloom that they've had in their yeah. family. Um, and then just mail it off into some, some random guy yeah, that's going to give it to my son. No, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a great dinner. We got back to our cabin Enjoyed some cigars and some whiskey. You yep. and Michael were trying to set like a world we did. frisbee Although, toss record in the dark. I want to talk about that. That's fine. Two I minutes. figured you would. It was at least 100 yards. So from our deck to the road, okay, like it was all downhill. And we had this glow in the dark or like this light up frisbee. And Michael was like, you can't throw it there. And I was like, that's not what you tell me. Yeah. So you go wrong. down there and uh, we ended up doing it. Here's the deal. It, I think, landed in his hands and he dropped it. But he didn't say that? Well, I never really ask. <laughs> and so I don't know if I ever will ask him, yeah. but did he drop it or not? I don't know. So that's, a, but it got there. That's yeah. all I needed to do. That was my job. Awesome. So we had a great time. Nice. That whole night was super fun. It was. Yeah. Um, it, Kevin got to play virtual reality. Kevin played virtual reality for like three hours. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he was having the time of his life. No, he was. It was good. I attempted to get the sauna going, like I mentioned, but the wood wouldn't burn. So then I was pretty frustrated. So I took advantage of the master bedroom jacuzzi tub. <laughs> yeah. And I had like the first bath with bubbles I've had in like 10 years. And that was really my time <clears throat> to relax and reflect, which I didn't even realize how tired I was when oh, I yeah, dude. just like physically and emotionally. And I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone for like half an hour. Dude, you have no great. idea. Like yeah. facilitating one of these things because yeah. you have to be on point the right. whole time. Yeah. I'm grateful you said that because you don't like, realize I feel how like that too. much yes. stress and kind and of And you're pressure. just taking the whole weekend on to make uh-huh. sure all these guys have the best experience. Right. Like it does take a lot out you of you. You get to the end of that first, that full day and you're like, okay, no one died. I think everyone had fun. We got them their letters. <laughs> yes. You just decompress. Yep. So I think we were all pretty exhausted. Plus, as mentioned, we were planning to get up pretty early. So we all went to bed at a more reasonable time. 
I actually didn't sleep well that night, so I got up. Plus, I was just like racking my brain of everything that needed to happen the next day to be ready. Yeah. So I got up at like 3 a.m., put my headlamp on, <laughs> and I cleaned the entire kitchen and the dining room. <laughs> Slept through my, you know, 5.30 alarm. And I think once I realized we weren't going to do the cold plunge and sauna, I was actually just like, it was like a burden off of me. Yes. I was like, right. sweet, I don't have to like make this happen. Yep. No one's going to be bummed out except myself. And I can just live with that. So, yeah, we cleaned up the cabin, headed out around 8.30, drove, in, drove into town for breakfast at Magpie Cafe, shared our one words for each guy. I don't know if any, there's anything specific so you fun. want to say on that. No, but it's, I just it's a think pretty it's, powerful thing. It's cool to give guys that time. I would say out of all the words that I wanted this weekend to be, it was appreciation. Right. I wanted them to feel appreciated. And if you think about it, they got their one word, you know, the first night. Then they got like the hike, which was basically just affirmation. Yeah. And then the word was just kind of like a compliment to that. Yep. I felt like it was a really good curated like experience for these guys of like, hey, I feel appreciated. I feel heard. I feel valued. Uh, there wasn't a lot of like vision casting. Of like, hey, what do you want to take from this? And there's been in past ones that we've done that that's kind of been the big thing of like, hey, this is what I want you to hold me accountable to and all this yeah. stuff. Which is fine, right? Like sometimes you just got to go with the flow, let right. the Holy Spirit lead and rock. So that was the part where it was a, it was just so fun for me to like write down those words mm-hmm. that other people have for other people. Because like, man, you can really deduce a lot from a person from just three days with them or yeah. two and a half yeah. or whatever you want to say. So that's always a fun time for both you know you and I. Yeah. Kind of as we got ready to all go our separate ways and drive home, like we talked about when we wanted to have, you know, a recap dinner, which is something that we really like to do. Uh, maybe get some cold plunge redemption. We'll see. We'll but see. Uh, that'll be a good time we where we see. can. Yeah, that'll be a good time where I think we can do maybe some of that vision casting because we're mm-hmm. going to even challenge the guys between now and then to even think about like what is one goal you've set for yourself that you'd like this group to hold you accountable um, in whatever whatever way that you need. So, yeah, um, I think the two questions I'm kind of asking myself now that the weekend's come and gone is just, like, what's the, my biggest takeaway and what do I see hmm. as, like, the opportunities to improve yeah. next time? Um, what would you say is one of your biggest takeaways? Uh, no, the, the biggest takeaway for me this last weekend was how important these things are it was great that God gave us those five guys to pour into, but there's more people I feel like we can reach. And when they say yes, like I know that we can provide them a product that's going to be life changing in a way. Like, so if you (laughs) kind of like another commercial, but so I'm confident that this is what we need to do. I'm excited to do it with more people. Mm -hmm. How we do that. I don't know. It's going to be a God thing, but I was, I was yet again, encouraged by the amount of, excitement that was curated from something that like I feel like was one of our least evented like we didn't have a lot of events in this one Mm -hmm. like we didn't like we got to go curling we got to go dog sledding we got to go yeah glass blowing we got to do those it was just kind of a down like low relaxing weekend which to me is like yeah that's fun but you know me I like to do fun things Mm -hmm. and like challenge myself greatly and so to me, this is something that's needed. We need to keep doing this. I want to do this for more people. So next year, we've already talked about, we want to do four of these. Yeah. The first one is already set in February. Uh, it's a couple's retreat. You and your wife will not know what we're going to do and you will love it. Yep. And you should sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, 
So more information on the website. But the other three will probably just be guys at this point. Uh, and I'm thinking that even in November next year, you do this one again. Mm-hmm. And you and Austin Day go and facilitate it. Because he was like the best guide you could ever ask yeah, for. In his element. For yeah. Sure. Sorry. Long story. But how much this is needed for the world. Yeah. Okay. How much it's needed. I would say reflecting back, I'm just super grateful for the men that did participate and the unique value that each of them contributed and their their willingness to show up and invest in themselves and the authentic friendships like we share. And I, I think most men have friendships, but I think the vast majority of male friendships are like motivated by shared interests or hobbies. Maybe they're your drinking buddies. Um, your conversations usually comprise of maybe sports or griping about work and marriage or the latest show on Netflix. It's not, it's usually not like very edifying, right? Like building up each other intentional. So I feel like we were able to open up about a lot on this time. Some of these guys I already had friendships with and some are new friends. And I mean, they, they feel like brothers, I'd say at this point. And the, the mutual faith that we share in Christ is Mm -hmm. obviously foundational so that's just my appreciation for each guy is really what I... Yeah, and this was the first time that we had an experience that there was a person that came back. So we had Eric Baker. This is his second experience that he's been on. The first one he went on, he went in on our biggest one we had. We had 16 guys. The first one that you went to. Yeah. Um, and he said that I enjoyed this more than the first one. He was like, better like sleeping arrangements, which he had like the most ideal room. Yeah. Shout out to James <laughs> and Michael. Uh, but then also too, he just felt like it was... It was more like organic. It was not as rushed. And he just felt like it was more relaxing. And and that was something that I took to heart because not everybody wants to feel like they have to go to sleep for two days after they hang out with Philip. You know, which that's kind of like how I (laughs) measure success. It's like, do I need to sleep for two days? Anyway, so those are those two things. So shout out to Eric because it was our second one and he liked it better than the first one. So I feel like we're honing in our craft a little bit. And just offering like a diverse collection of experiences. They're not all like super high octane. Some of them are a little more like subdued. Um, So different. I think it will be more accessible to a wider uh, group of guys. And it's good because I did this like quick, Hey, does anybody want to hang out on Saturday? A couple months ago, we're going to have a fun guys day. And it was just complete like exertion the whole day. And so like, I think that almost deterred people like thinking that that's what these things are going to be. It's like, wait a whole weekend of that. I can't even handle one day, let alone a whole weekend. And so I felt like that kind of backfired on us a little bit, like having such a jam packed day filled with like just complete exercise the whole day. People can't do that. Yeah. That's not what these weekends are. And this was a pretty good snapshot of just kind of more relaxing one fishing and Things yeah, like each experience is going to appeal to a different different kind of guy. So, right. Okay. Um, what can we prove? What, what can we prove on? I'd like to hear yours because I you like to hear four. me for. Oh, yeah. Nice. Let's go. So you said that um, you felt like it was the right amount of time fishing, and maybe it was, but maybe some guys even wanted to spend more time on the water because it is a fast trip. I mean, you have Thursday night, you have Friday, and then like we don't do anything Saturday morning other than some some skill building and breakfast so i wonder if there's potential to do even more time on the water um austin and i got up there earlier on thursday uh so we were able to fish maybe we even would do like the hike at sunrise saturday morning so that friday is just kind of like fishing lunch fishing but i think a big thing that we are learning is 
you can have a plan, but you really want to go with the consensus of the group yeah. to a certain right. to a certain degree. And it was also like a little bit more appealing to those fisher, the people who don't fish, the things that we had, the how we had it. Like it's three hours, and I had fun. But like me going back out, like wait, what do I have? No, like yeah. we're good. So like it was more inviting to those non-fishers, yeah. fishermen. So I don't know. Yeah, I can see and both. Like we don't really want to break up the group. Like we want to. Yes, good we want to keep everybody together. So it's it's yep. you know you just feel it out. Um, I would say schedule the trip two weeks earlier, okay. like the third week of October, Smart. so we get to enjoy that beautiful fall foliage. Yeah, uh, it'd be a little warmer. The days would be longer. Yep. Um, so there's that, and then obviously I want to get cold plungeons on it. That's my one regret. Regret. My one regret. Okay. That's good. I I would. Oh, and then I have one more thing. Okay, please. I think prioritizing group prayer because we do pray at the meals, but I think just like, I think closing the weekend, like maybe at our, wherever we're staying before we go to that last breakfast, spending half an hour just like yeah. praying for each other, right. um, interceding for each other. That's, good. that's, that's powerful. Yeah. I like that. Okay, my first one, we need more pizza the first day. More pizza. <laughs> more pizza. Never have too much pizza. We can never have too much pizza. Like <laughs> the last thing you want to do when you're like facilitating people and they've paid money is like, I'm still hungry. Like yeah. could say never. You can't say that. Yeah. So that makes, like, hey, even if we have too many pizzas, hand it to a homeless guy. We've done that Yep. in the past. Um, one car. Ideally, it would be the best. To, like, like you said, I love that. We don't like to split guys up because in that, sometimes the best jokes are the ones that happened, you know, yeah. so to try to keep them all together. And then, gosh, I hate saying this, but the sauna and cold plunge. Like, I wish we could have done. Gosh, but I don't want to do it. But I <laughs> wish we did. I do feel like there's something about that specific thing or challenging yourself as a group as a whole to do things hard that some people like myself don't really want to do. It helps with vulnerability and transparency once you go through that. Yeah. yeah so I sure. wonder if... Oh, at the beginning more so? or at the end like whenever we did it it's afterwards it's when i was when you might hear somebody be like hey actually this is what's going on in my okay. life like huh hmm. that's interesting we never got that hard thing to do we did the hike which was kind of hard but the real hard thing of like doing things when you're locked eyes yeah, with somebody that solidarity yes like and i wonder if the weekend could have been a little bit more impactful if we could have done that only because we've experienced that with together and now we can have an like that was my one thought of like why i regretted it because there's yes. just some level of like bonding right. in relationship that i think we miss out by not doing okay doing that. so we're both on the same page yeah. there yep. and for that i'm like i'll do that cold punch every time i'll do yeah because you're doing it for the <laughs> other guys right but i do need to uh, like let the listeners hear i don't like doing this yep that's I and I it. want them to hear that because then they mm -hmm. like have a confidant in me of like, listen, I don't want to do it either, but like, we'll do it together. Yeah. Like then I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. Outro and action steps. You already kind of <sighs> gave yourself Dude, the top of the show, but come on, yeah. come with a trip with us. Like yeah. you will not regret it. And like, let the people in your life, like bless you in this way. It's not selfish. You're investing in yourself and the people around you are investing in your trip as well. More than you ever will know, because I feel like we do a good job of yeah. pulling them in. Yeah. You ever see the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a guy who says no to everything, and as a result, he just kind of has a stagnant life, and his relationships yeah. are really shallow, and then he starts saying yes. Obviously, we're not telling you to say yes to everything. Use discernment. There are some things you should absolutely say no to. Say yes to everything. But my point <laughs> is, say yes to this. Yeah. Like, say yes to stepping outside your comfort zone, going somewhere new, learning something new, 
being vulnerable to like cultivate deep, authentic relationships, even if it's with one other person um, and learn new skills. And if we can be a part of your uncommon journey, like we'd love for you to check out our upcoming experiences. You can see those at theuncommon.com slash experiences. We've got, like Phil said, Couples Dream Retreat in Kansas City this February. It's going to be a weekend of fun games, activities, surprises, enhance your friendship as a couple, grow in your marriage, and empower you to create victorious vision. And we'll have more more uh, experiences for men in the, in the pipeline. I'll leave you with this, a compelling statistic. Okay. The average American spends 6,000 hours of their 8,760 on work, sleep, eating, and screen time. So that's like a whopping 70%. Oof. So that leaves you with about 2,500 hours, so about 100 days, which that seems, that's like a, seems like a third of the year. You know, it is. But while that seems like a lot of time, what do you do with it? How do you be intentional to, to use it well? So how will you plan to make the most of those remaining hours? Like what adventure will you schedule into your life? Because adventure doesn't just happen, right? That's yeah. why we create these experiences. Right. Right. What relationships will you prioritize? What investment in yourself and in your own growth will you make? Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't let the like, hey, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Stop you. Because we had two guys that weren't married, had no kids. And they right. had just as much as more impactful than the people who did. So, yep. yeah, don't feel like we're just talking about our kids all the time either. Yeah. So I think we'll leave you with those questions to ponder. Uh, yeah. I want to thank you for listening to the Uncommon Podcast. I've been your host, Ryan. I've been Philip. Go out and embrace an opportunity to be uncommon today. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.